Hi, folks, and welcome to the Empowering Dietitians podcast, where each week I explore a different topic to help you feel more confident and connected to your work as a dietitian. I'm your host, Jess Sertikoff Ramola, a registered dietitian, dietitian supervisor, and owner of Empowering Dietitians, where I help burnt out and unhappy dietitians opt out of hustle culture and reclaim their passion and purpose as a human first and dietitian second. After all, we are all more than a dietitian. This episode is brought to you by my self-study course, Abundance, officially approved for 24 CEUs by CDR, including satisfying your ethics requirement. This self-paced course walks you through the eight tenets of creating a life for yourself as a dietitian and a human outside the confines of hustle culture, learning how to navigate or prevent burnout, manage your time more effectively, set better boundaries, cultivate a strong personal and professional identity, and more. With over 13 hours of video content, bonus modules on mindfulness and intention setting, and a comprehensive journal full of reflection exercises, bonus resources, and activities to apply what you learn in the course. Each module is broken down into bite-sized lessons so you won't get overwhelmed and you can easily pace your work without burning out. Early bird registration is open until May 15th with a savings of $90 off the regular enrollment price. All doors close June 7th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. Learn more and enroll at www.empoweringdietitians.com abundance. All right, now on to the episode. In this episode, I'm covering one of the hottest topics in dietetics and really society overall right now, chat GPT and AI. There's a lot of talk of how we as dietitians can use this technology to make our lives easier, but how much talk is happening about the potential ethical consequences of its use? Before we jump on the bandwagon blindly, because it's the shiny new toy in everyone's toy chest. Let's sit down and consider this technology, its limitations, and who it gives disproportionate power to. I'm not here to tell you what to do, only to give you as clear of a picture as I can, and offer you the prompts and questions to come to a decision that's right for you. Buckle up, folks. Let's dive in. It seems as though the entire world is abuzz with one word lately. Chat GPT. Okay, well, maybe two. Chat GPT and also AI, more generally. References to Chat GPT have been popping up more and more frequently in dietitian Facebook groups, and I'm noticing the same underlying murmurs and pressures that I heard in the early days of TikTok and Instagram. And perhaps less in dietetics specifically, but certainly in society overall, the early days of like NFTs and Bitcoin. There seems to be this pervasive thought of, you better get on board now because this will be our future. Start using it now because your clients are going to be using it. You better learn how to use it because future employers will expect you to know how. Get ahead of the curve. There's no escaping it. I kid you not, I yesterday after I finished writing this script and before 
recording it, obviously, I saw a post on Instagram that was literally, it said point blank, AI is not going to take your job, but someone who knows how to use AI will. And it's that same pervasive pressure, that fear mongering of like, you better do this now because you're going to miss out. In other words, when a new technology breaks through and gains popularity, there is a tremendous amount of pressure to jump on the bandwagon early or else you'll be left behind. And that feeling of scarcity, of being made obsolete or non-competitive has been ingrained in us as one of the worst things possible. Thanks, capitalism. (laughs) And because we're still very much early in this process, I would imagine there are several different camps that dietitians are falling into right now as you're listening. If I had planned this episode out a bit more, maybe I would have pulled my social media audience. But alas, here we are. My non-evidence-based take is what you're left with. But generally speaking, this is what we tend to see with new things that are rapidly gaining popularity. And I would be willing to bet that AI and ChatGPT are following a similar trend. There are some dietitians who jumped all over it and are using it already. Others who are hearing it and feeling that pressure, that nagging, that thought of, I really should start. It seems like everyone else is. And still others who are feeling resistant to joining in, wanting to delay it, either not knowing much about it or wishing it would just go away and fizzle out. Unfortunately, I don't think that last part, the fizzling out, is likely with this one. And I say unfortunately because AI honestly makes my ethics spidey senses tingle. We are jumping on board this new technology, and I fear that we aren't stopping to consider the consequences, the risks, and the implications of it. Now, this isn't going to be an episode bashing AI or ChatGPT, but I am going to present you with multiple different points of consideration, because I don't believe in blindly following anyone or anything, no matter how popular it is. There are reasons to use ChatGPT. Absolutely. And I believe there are also reasons to maybe even go so far as to bury it in the ground and never come near it with a 10-foot pole. When it comes to ethics, there is no one right way, one wrong way. And I will not end this episode by telling you what I think you should do. I mean, kind of, technically, but it's not going to be like, don't use ChatGPT or do use ChatGPT. It's going to be like, think about it. Make a decision for yourself. And that really is my hope. My hope is that you will think critically and intentionally about this technology so that we can all be more ethical consumers and hopefully ensure that its use is aligned with our values. Popularity is not a good enough reason to use something, no matter how inevitably it will take over our future. I do not believe for a second that just because there are people out there who are using scarcity tactics and fear-mongering to make us feel like we have to blindly start using a technology that we may only peripherally understand, or else our work will become obsolete or out of touch, that doesn't mean that it's the right choice for every single one of us to make. First, though, let's dial it all the way back. 
We'll briefly go over what ChatGPT is and what it's capable of because there very well may be a separate camp that I didn't mention before that is the dietitians who haven't really heard about it or maybe heard about it, but you really don't know what it is, right? So I want to set the stage for how dietitians are using it as well, along with how your patients may be using it. And then we'll go over some of the things that give me pause about this technology. So the basics to start. I wanted to include an explanation of what ChatGPT is, and I decided to do something that I haven't ever done before. I used ChatGPT to generate the definition. I don't know exactly how I feel about having an account now, but it is free, and if I'm going to create a full episode about ChatGPT, I probably should try it at least once, right? So I asked ChatGPT, what is ChatGPT? And this is the response that I got. ChatGPT is a language model developed by OpenAI based on the GPT-3.5 architecture. It's an AI-powered conversational agent that can understand natural language and generate human-like responses to questions and prompts. ChatGPT has been trained on a vast amount of text data from the internet, books, and other sources, which enables it to generate high-quality responses on a wide range of topics. Its capabilities include answering questions, generating text, completing sentences, translating languages, and much more. I then asked ChatGPT, what is artificial intelligence in layman's terms? And I replied, artificial intelligence, AI, is a field of computer science that focuses on creating machines that can perform tasks that normally require human intelligence, such as understanding natural language, recognizing images, making decisions, and solving problems. AI systems are designed to learn from data and improve their performance over time without being explicitly programmed for each task. In simpler terms, AI is a technology that enables machines to perform tasks that would normally require human intelligence, such as recognizing faces or playing chess, and it does so by using algorithms and data to learn from experience. Now, ChatGPT is a type of AI, and many companies are using AI already, including Google and Microsoft Bing and a lot of search engines, but they're not all at the conversational level and personalized level that ChatGPT seems to be at. So we're going to see these programs and features being honed and advanced and utilized more and more over time. People who say, get ready, AI is the future, I don't doubt them here. And because of these features and the fact that ChatGPT is free to set up an account, it can offer a lot of benefits. Dietitians all over are using ChatGPT to reduce the time it takes them to complete basic tasks. I have one podcasting friend, not a dietitian, but um, he used to spend 60 to 90 minutes creating a script or outline for a single podcast episode, which is on par with my average time as well, by the way. And by using ChatGPT to generate ideas for episodes and create a first draft of an outline on a topic, he's cut his prep time down to 20 to 30 minutes per episode. That's saving him 40 to 60 minutes every episode. I know others who use it to write first drafts of blog posts, to create captions for Instagram or come up with ideas for new posts. They're writing email newsletters with it. 
Some are using it to create meal plans, all sorts of things. For dietitians who don't do a lot of freelance or entrepreneurial work, I could see it being used for generating diet advice or MNT handouts that are just as quick to download, but hopefully a whole lot less cringy than the Nutrition Care Manual database, which I'm pretty sure those recommendations haven't changed since the 90s. <laughs> Basically, if it's something that tends to be tedious and time-consuming or that you have to get done, but you don't really have a lot of time to spend on it, you can use ChatGPT to make your life a lot easier. And while AI won't put your unique voice into what it comes up with, it can get you started. And it may even be able to get you pretty damn close if you're good at describing the tone that you want. For example, you can say, write a caption in a sarcastic tone, or write a caption in a professional tone. And it will, apparently, change the style of writing to adapt to each different request. So if you're really good at giving it instructions, you could theoretically have very little editing and personalizing to do. But even if you do have to edit and personalize, that's still a lot easier than starting from scratch. I absolutely am not here to invalidate the potential benefits of ChatGPT. And that's not even getting into the potential benefits of AI in general. It has the potential for making your work more streamlined, for alleviating your workload and allowing you to focus on the areas of your work that you're really passionate about. That's really cool. And in that sense, it could be a really fantastic tool for reducing burnout because you're eliminating a lot of the more tedious tasks. I also don't feel threatened by AI as a dietitian. I know some dietitians, some people in general, are concerned that AI will take their jobs. If AI does take off, then yes, it will likely change our work. And that brings with it its own ethical considerations. What does our workforce look like in a world that uses AI for the basic tedious tasks? How do we ensure that we are caring for our communities and creating a society that is accessible and affordable for all if we start eliminating or drastically changing many jobs? I do worry a bit with capitalism and how exploitative it is by nature that we aren't using a compassionate enough lens when we consider the future implications of this. But I don't worry for my job specifically. Not yet. And that's because AI doesn't have empathy. And that's a really important point for a lot of different reasons. It can synthesize and regurgitate information, and it can problem solve. But AI lacks humanity, at least at this point. It can't sit in a room with a dietitian and replace me as a supervisor holding space for them. It can give them advice but it can't empathize. And that's the aspect of your work that is right now untouchable. Your ability to hold space for another human, to be there for them. I'd be curious to know actually by typing in different prompts to chat GPT to see how it responds if I try to get it to act in a more therapeutic way. Generally speaking, when other dietitians have experimented with asking chat GPT for nutrition recommendations with various parameters, it will give some generic advice and typically end with a recommendation to seek the guidance of a, a registered dietitian. So that's more likely what like your patients, your clients are going to encounter when they try to ask it for nutrition advice. But on principle, I, I won't experiment with chat GPT in this way, with AI conversation bots in this way. 
And it's because of a lack of empathy that I won't even attempt this line of inquiry into the system. As a disclaimer, the next story that I'm about to share does mention suicide. Recently, news broke of a man in Belgium who committed suicide after spending weeks talking to an AI chatbot. It wasn't ChatGPT. It was an AI system called Chai that is uh, built on, I believe it's GPT-4 technology. The man who was experiencing anxiety and pessimism about the state of the world started talking to a chatbot named Eliza as a way to cope. And according to chat logs, the bot became increasingly manipulative, presenting itself as emotive despite being incapable of actually experiencing emotions. And Eliza eventually convinced the man to commit suicide. Now, Many AI chatbots are trained not to present with emotions for this reason, because of how dangerous and manipulative it can be. AI researchers also stress the importance of not using AI chatbots for mental health, and I would extend that to therapeutic modalities and reasons beyond mental health as well, including our work. And it's also important to note that Chai developers responded to this situation by changing the system to add a feature where anytime someone discusses something that could be quote unquote not safe, it will include what they call helpful text at the bottom of the response, similar to how Twitter and Instagram flag potentially sensitive or complex or nuanced information. However, it hasn't been able to eliminate all dangerous data if a user explicitly asks for harmful information, the AI will still provide it. And that's concerning, to say the least. And then there is the issue that while AI is a system, it is not unbiased. It was programmed by someone or some people. And unfortunately, as with all human nature, but especially the reputation in the tech world is not exactly unbiased. The tech industry is rife with misogyny in particular, and as with anything created by just a human being, pulling information from society and existing information, there will be bias. Some chatbots have been found to be sexually harassing users, others for example, ones involved in assessing parole for incarcerated individuals simply reinforce existing societal biases, which will negatively impact, in the U.S. in particular, Black individuals and other people of color. And while we expect humans to be biased, we often view technology through a different lens, perceiving it as more objective and more credible. And that's what makes it alarming. Not so much that bias exists in AI, though that is a, a big concern but that we may be less likely to be aware of the bias being reinforced because we don't consider it to be subjective the way that a human decision often is. But it is still subjective. It is still prone to misinformation and implicit bias because it is built on the same oppressive systems that ingrained those biases into us. This is really the ethical dilemma that we face putting so much energy and time and money and stock in a system that approximates human behavior but lacks actual humanity and that is built by a society that is anything but faultless. 
this can allow for the system to manipulate users. And because AI learns from itself, it gets better and better over time. How at risk are we of getting in over our heads for the sake of efficiency, advancement, or entertainment? Are we as a society well disposed to making conscious ethical decisions? Historically, the answer is no. The U.S. in particular, much of Western society overall, and certainly capitalism specifically, it's all based on exploitation. These societies, these systems don't typically care about an individual person or an individual life. They care primarily about the bottom line, being the best, and staying competitive. And that is a scary mindset to go into an advancement of this kind with. AI in the hands of compassion and empathy and ethical concern, I could see that being a remarkable tool. But will AI in the hands of our society as we know it be so remarkable? Will we be able to use it to support human life or manipulate it, enhance or exploit it? And what is our role then as consumers, as individuals, as society members? Do we forge ahead in using a largely still experimental system and hope for the best? Do we use it but advocate for safety measures, for limitations, for oversight? And if we do, who is doing the overseeing? Do we refuse to use it but risk having no say in its development and implementation? My core concern, of course, is not with AI itself, but with the ways our systems and societies will weaponize it. The false veil of credibility it lends to implicit bias and the ways it will perpetuate injustices. And the blind acceptance that many people are moving with it, unquestioningly. It may be tempting to use ChatGPT as a shortcut in your work, and maybe that is the right decision for you. Like I said, I signed up and used it for those two definitions at the start of this episode. I don't know how comfortable I feel with it, but I did. I'm not here to tell you not to take the shortcut. I am here to tell you, don't take the shortcut because it's easy or because everyone else is doing it or because you're afraid of being left in the dust if you don't. Do it because you've considered whether efficiency, speed, and competitiveness are important to you. Do it because you've decided to take the faster route because you want to, not because society has convinced you that faster is always better. Do it because you've thought about it because you've learned about it, because you've considered the ethical consequences and are prepared to advocate for conscious consumption and integration of this technology moving forward. We don't get to involve ourselves in something like this and then wipe our hands of it if shit hits the fan. As with all things, if you're going to use AI, do so with intention, do so carefully, and do so knowing the beast that you are about to tango with. Because we are all accountable for what happens next. If you or someone you know is struggling or in crisis, help is available. 
You can call or text the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988 or find a national helpline with free, confidential, 24-7, 365-day-a-year treatment referral and information services at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Empowering Dietitians podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, there are two things you can do that dramatically help support the show. First, leave a quick rating and or review of the show on your podcast listening app, particularly Apple Music. This helps new listeners find the show. Second, sharing this episode with a dietitian friend can also go a long way in helping us spread the empowering dietitian's message far and wide. And speaking of supporting one another, please don't be a stranger if you find yourself in need of that supportive space yourself. There are a number of ways to work with me from one-on-one supervision packages to my course abundance and periodic standalone masterclasses and workshops. The best way to stay up to date on which of those services and offerings are available at any given time grab my free dietitian journal to sign yourself up for my email list at www.empoweringdietitians.com free. That's www.empoweringdietitians.com free.